Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. You step out into the much cooler Sigil air, and the stench of alcohol and burning hair is replaced by stagnant water and the acrid tang of corroded metal. The little light you can see through the dominating clouds is bleeding into a bruised and angry pink. You lost track of how long you'd spent in the bar, but you'd guess you're five or six hours past peak, and night is crawling in. Dakon, what is your will? The way he says the words makes you feel uncomfortable. You feel they carry a burden with them that you cannot explain. My will is that we would speak with one another. I have some questions. I will hear you. Do you know of a man named Farad? That one is not known to me. What is it that you seek from him? He may know something of my past. Things I now have forgotten. I... I've lost my journal. Do you know where I might find such a thing? The location of such a thing is not known to me. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. Please! Someone! My sister! Suddenly, a woman charges through the street in a wild panic. I beg of your help! Someone, please! Her hair is in disarray, and the bodice of her dress is torn. She looks about in desperation, and noticing you, runs up and grabs your arm. You see bloodstains round the hem of her skirt. Help me, Cotter! Please! They're killing my sister! She begins tugging on your arm. Who? She looks around wildly. This, this drunken man who followed us from one of the taverns. We thought he meant no harm. Please, Cotter, there's no more time. Help us! I'll, I'll help you. Take me to her. A look of relief washes over her face. This way, Cotter! She frantically leads you by your arm. Maud is following right behind. You notice Dakon drop back and out of sight. Quickly! They're not far! She drags you into the alley behind the smoldering corpse bar. Your eyes dart about, and you find... nothing. No one. Sorry, Cutter. I had no choice. The young woman suddenly slips behind you and sprints out of the alley. Just as you're about to follow, two figures emerge from the shadows. You look to the exit, and another steps into the path, blocking your escape. I love it when you clueless come to the hive. His tall frame and long pointed ears strike an angular silhouette. Your light hearts are so trusting, and your heavy pockets so rewarding. Before he can finish his sentence, a bright blade sprouts from his clavicle, and he slumps messily into the wet dirt, revealing Dakon behind him. The glaive and his own pointed ears casting a wicked shadow. What? Boss? Bewildered. The two behind you lurch from the shadows. This wasn't what they'd planned, however, and they pose little threat to the three of you combined. Hmm. <laughs> As Dakon cleans his blade, like carrion birds, you rummage through the bloodied pockets and find little more than a few commons and a dull bronze bracelet. The scent of blood, however, 
draws in all sorts of scavengers. Just as you begin to take pride in your victory, several imposing figures darken the entrance to the alley once again. You look to Mort, whose eyes are wide with panic. There must be half a dozen at least. You hear Dakon utter some quiet words in preparation, and suddenly his glaive gleams with a mystical light, shedding a faint golden glow about his frame. He looks up to the encroaching force, his eyes a slate grey matching the colour of his blade. You swear you see its edge distorted into tooth-like serrations. Dakon's movements are a blur, holding back several of them at once. The first attacker falls, almost in an instant. One, however, ignores him and charges straight towards you, tackling you to the ground. Mort latches onto his neck, biting into his plumed shoulders, but is immediately cast off, clashing against the alley wall. A rusted hatchet comes swinging down to your face, but you grab him at the wrist and thrust your dagger into his neck. He rolls away in agony, raking his talons along the side of your ribs and gouges his hatchet along your upper thigh. Mort descends onto his back and tears into his feathered hide. You scramble to your feet and immediately are shoved down by another assailant. Her fist, wrapped in twisted razor vine, lacerates your cheek as she begins her onslaught. She grasps your hair and aims another strike. But before it lands, a ragged whisper sails through the air. There cannot be two skies. A flash of red like a bolt of pure anger and her body crumples into a lifeless heap beside you. Moments later, Darkon, kneeling at your side, rips the stopper of a small wooden flask and pours its contents into the wounds on your face, chest and thigh. There's a strange crawling sensation in your skin, like tendrils licking your open wounds. You look to your leg and see the motes from the flask fill where the axe had left its gash. They settle like snow and form a fleshy seal. You feel fine. Better, almost. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, ah, my jar is hanging on by a thread. C give me a hand here. You look to Mort, covered in blood. None of it his own, of course. He looks to be okay, for the most part. You're not sure if anything could truly hurt him. Uh, Dakon, that, that was... You look up at him and see the wet patches of blood soaking through his tunic. You're bleeding. The flesh knows that it suffers, even when the mind does not. Quick, that flask, it helped me. The flask has been emptied to your purpose. Leave it. I will endure. Just as he speaks, the raiment of light that had shone about him dims, and you watch as he visibly weakens. Even his blade relaxes and wilts in his hand. No, we need to get you to a healer, soon. Oh, hold on, I have some bandages. You quickly staunch the worst of Darkon's wounds. Having faced at least four of the attackers at once, you're surprised he hadn't come off worse. You yourself, rejuvenated from whatever was in that flask, feel strong and purposeful. Supporting Darkon's weight on your shoulder, you make spyward towards Ragpicker's Square. Uh, Chief... You know where you're going? <laughs> the midwife. She can help him. Keep an eye out. We need to try and avoid any more trouble. By the time you've limped your way to Ragpicker's Square, the sky has opened in a torrent of thick, dirty rain, soddening the mud into a weary sludge. Night has fallen, and it is almost pitch black, barring a few brief eruptions of light streaking across the thunderous clouds. 
Dakon's weight is almost entirely on you now. Much longer, and you worry he'd collapse. Mebet's hut falls into your view, and a warm glow emanates through the cracks of a doorway. You trudge through the trash heaps, and soaking wet, clatter through her door. Mebeth! She turns as you enter, and gives you a sceptical eye. Your path brings you back here, does it, child? Yes, I... We are in need of healing. Sensing the urgency, she nods. Very well, then. She reaches for one of the dried herbs at her belt, snaps it off at the stalk, and grinds it in her calloused palms. Small wisps of dust and pollen rise from her hands. She mumbles to herself and blows the dust into the air. The grey pollen swirls around the room, blanketing you and your companions. You breathe deeply, and less than a moment later, you feel strangely refreshed. She gestures for you to help Dakon onto the cot, and without a word sets to work, examining his wounds and treating them with an assuring calm. Yeah, I don't trust the gift. I say we leave him behind. <laughs> sure. Without him, you'd be dragging me back here by your teeth again. <laughs> Rest easy, Dakon. Finished with her work, Mebeth tosses a bloody rag into the fire and begins washing her hands. He'll be fine. With some rest. Not everyone heals up quite as fast as you. You ought to be more careful with your friends. He saved us. Aye. He's a fighter. And a practitioner, so it would seem. She takes his empty wooden flask and fills it with a wispy grey powder from her mortar and pestle, before placing it back beside him. From a pouch in her apron, she passes you a single red teardrop, like a bead of congealed blood. In case you get into another scrape. And goes about tidying the mess from the commotion. In your hand, the glistening blood drop is as hard and smooth as a pearl. I found some of these in the mortuary. What are they? If you get yourself in a state, place it on your tongue. It'll dissolve in an instant. Stops the bleeding just as quick. Not a miracle cure, mind but can save you from losing yourself. You study her as she packs away the various herbs and ointments used in treating Dakon. One thing strikes you as odd. They're all simple, basic ingredients. Things you'd find in a cook's larder or perhaps a perfumery. Nothing magical, as far as you can tell. Are you a witch, Mebeth? Mebeth scrutinizes you. I say not as to what I am and isn't. But what you be wanting to know so full bad for the you hound an old woman? Barking and sniffing for a juicy bit of gossip? I want to learn about the weave. Could you teach me? <laughs> I am no teacher. No schoolmistress all set up to teach like them in the big festival. There's others somewhere I'm sure that'd spill the dark of it. You'd be wasting your time with old Mebeth, so you would. I don't agree. I think you'd have a lot to teach. Mebeth looks at you intently. Oh, I. Why do you want to learn such things? Because I need power. <laughs> An ill desire. For the ladder of the art will always remind you that there's another rung just above you. And there's a bunch of people and things that'll be on it too. There'll always be someone better. And they'll learn you if you crave too much. I understand. 
will you teach me anyway? <laughs> oh. Mebeth shakes her head. Oh. One should make songs rather than make magic. Songs have more beauty. Magic's been made dull, commonplace, soiled by the mob of people that have tromped through it. Oh. Oh. She squints at you. I'll teach you. But first, you'll need to do some things for me. You hear? Like what? Mm. My legs aren't good for walking about, Sigil, and there's errands I'd have you run. I need you to fetch me some herbs from the market. It's downward from here, on Powers Row. Here's a sample. She takes a black seed from a pouch and flicks it to you. It's a curious thing. As you twist it in your hand, you feel a small bite and a drop of blood oozes from your thumb. There are tiny barbs on the seed, like teeth. Mebeth snorts. <laughs> Careful with it. Show it to one of the fruit merchants at the market. They will know what herbs you seek. Very well, then. I'll return when I have the herbs. No, you won't. I won't. No. First, you'll keep up here for the night and watch your friend while I get some sleep. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.